Hey guys, welcome back to the Bot Talk. On episode 5, we'll be talking to Butter Boy Nova of his overall YouTube success and all his popularity that has came to his YouTube channel. Before we get into today's episode, two quick things I want to talk to you guys about. Their episodes are officially sponsored by a multiple amount of proxy companies. They're live on the site and in the description. If you guys want to go down below and check them out, go ahead and get yourself some proxies, some resis, some DCs for all the easy releases coming up, your weekly supreme needs, anything like that, go ahead, down below, click the link, check out, and make sure to screenshot and tweet at the bot talk and at my personal Twitter. I'll go ahead and retweet, follow, like, comment, and DM you personally thanking you guys for going and checking them out. They're very, very good providers. And secondly, we have launched the Bot Talk website. You're seeing a picture on screen right now. The Bot Talk website has all the episodes on there. So if you guys are on Spotify or YouTube right now, you guys can head to the website. The URL is www.thebottalk.com. When there's bot on talk, there's two T's there, just in case you guys get confused. And also for the final, final thing, this episode is the first ever episode where we'll be segregating them. So we'll have the main part of the episode and the Twitter questions and the bonus question will be available on the website. That is the bottalk.com. There will be a link on that Twitter and the link in the YouTube description if you're watching this on YouTube. So go check it out. Go check out the bonus clip. It's definitely worth it. I'm going to catch you guys in there. Jumping straight into today's episode, guys, we have Butter Boy Nova, who is a sneaker reseller who documents his losses and wins on his public YouTube channel, showcasing his journey throughout the reselling community. His channel has accumulated over 60,000 subscribers and has over 3.8 million combined views across all his videos on his YouTube channel. So jumping straight into the questions here, on question one, we have, how did you discover reselling and buying? Well, um... For reselling, I basically uh, I needed money at the time. I, mm -hmm. I I originally owned a business that didn't do so well, and I figured out that the business wasn't going to work uh, simply because of its uh, business model that I built up with my uh, business partner at the time. Mm -hmm. So essentially, uh, long story short, uh, I I tried for the Supreme uh, NBA Air Force collaboration, the one with that looks like there's a bunch of patches on it. There's not patches, uh, yeah. but they're like graphics uh, on the shoes. So then I tried that and then I like flipped it for like $40, $50 or so. And I'm like, uh, okay, I guess I might as well keep going with this. And then uh, about a few weeks after that, if I'm not mistaken, I copped the um, off-white Vapor Maxes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, holy crap, this is nuts. I, I could... If I got a bot, mm -hmm. I would probably be able to get like 50 of these then just, you know, be balling. But obviously, that's not the reality when it comes mm -hmm. to botting. I had a lot of misconceptions that a lot of people had. Um, but yeah, that's essentially how I got into reselling and botting is um, first I got like a couple of shoes here and there. Then I hit the jackpot with the off-white Vapor Maxes. And I thought to myself, I could really scale this up if I started botting. Um, and yeah, that's basically the gist of it. Well, yeah, that is a very common thing. Like I say, with all the guests that come on the show, a lot of people do start this because of the surprise of revenue streams that do come from reselling and buying. Because obviously this is a very profitable business. So as you just touched upon, I don't think a lot of people do know is that you had a business beforehand and it did fail, which is why you kind of seeped into reselling. So the next question actually is, after you had your first successes, like you said, with the Supreme and the Alpha Vapor Maxes, what motivated you to continue reselling? Um, just the fact that uh, number one, it was really fun. It was fun to do. Yeah. Um, it was really exciting. Like you know, when 
uh, the few seconds countdown before the scheduled release is like, am I about to make a hundred dollars or maybe even a couple of thousand dollars off this one night? Mm-hmm. And and you know, it almost had a it, it gave you the same high as gambling, mm-hmm. uh, almost uh, because uh, let's say you play the lottery and then you're like looking at the numbers or whatever, and and you're thinking to yourself like oh am i about to get rich in the next few minutes or something mm-hmm. so i think it, it gives you the same high as as it would a gambler except obviously it uh if you're skillful enough or if you work hard enough to to really um get good at botting then then the financial rewards are are nice and it's not simply just a gamble it's not flip of a coin although a lot of people can uh can can say oh, a lot of it is luck which i have to admit luck is quite a big factor but not mm-hmm. the only factor there it's not a coincidence why some people are able to hit consistently like like every single release um so yeah that's why that's why i kept going because number one it was really fun and number two uh it helped bring in money so why not yeah that is again one of the most common reasons that people do continue to do it and Personally, some of these questions I've mixed in for my own personal views and my own personal questions about yourself. However, one of the main questions I had about you was bridging the main gap that most botting YouTubers have. And the main gap that I'm referring to for everyone who's confused right now is the gap between reselling offline, so reselling, doing your own thing, and the gap between jumping from that to showcasing everything on a YouTube channel for thousands of people to see. So my main question is, how and why did you decide to go about creating a YouTube channel to show your journey in reselling? Well, firstly, I, I've been making videos for over a decade. I've mm-hmm. I've been editing ever since like 2006 or so. And it's a really long time and it's just something that I enjoy doing. Now, when I was starting to get into reselling, I I was looking for reselling vlogs. Like, mm-hmm. how did this guy do that? How did that guy end up getting an entire wall of shoes behind his back and that's nothing that you've ever really seen before um Mm -hmm. but when i realized like uh so so basically there was this time like a two or three month period where i was extremely successful Uh, i was able to cop a bunch of uh, unions and a bunch of uh, static reflectives easies and surely there are going to be people who are uh, asking like oh how do you get all those shoes right and and there wasn't ever really a platform to or nobody had a platform who did that mm-hmm. and and that's and and knowing that there is a what what we call a pain point in the in the entertainment market for for YouTube anyway um, I decided to uh, jump on the opportunity mm-hmm. because because when you see an opportunity, you just have to you just have to take it. Uh, for example, if a lot of people, what they dream of doing for for business oriented people and entrepreneurial minds is they want to find a product, a product that they can sell, a product that's completely revolutionary that can maybe even change the world. Uh, you know, like uh, like Steve Jobs or whoever else you can name who who literally changed the world um, and basically make a million bucks and you know like live life comfortably and and this was kind of the opportunity that i saw that nobody did this and i believe that 
a lot of people are looking for this work, trying to get into the reselling game, and did and nobody just did it. So I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna jump on this opportunity. I think there's something there. Uh, so in the beginning of 2019, I was like, I gotta make something out of my life. Like I, I have to, because owning a business is something that I've always wanted uh, to be successful with. I've owned many businesses before, but none of them really took off like crazy um, because of my lack of experience and things like that. But uh, that's basically why I started filming it and sharing my live cops because um, it was an opportunity that I saw. So I just, you know, had to take it. Well, that was an interesting response. And I can honestly 100% say that everyone listening right now can definitely take a key element of what he just said and apply it to themselves because obviously within this market, within this business that we all are in participating every day, we do have a range of elements that we do use, motivation, entrepreneurial skills, business skills to maintain our income. And moving on to the next question, if anyone out there has ever had a YouTube channel before, they know exactly what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to try to explain to you guys as quick as I can. Now, when you start a YouTube channel, you never expect it to take off. You never expect it to gain popularity and views. And in Bobby Nova's case, when he did make his video, he gained a lot of popularity very quickly. Now, my question is to you, how did you deal with that popularity? Um, well, I just, uh, I just took it one step at a time. Uh, one thing, one thing that uh, I've always wondered, being like a nobody my whole life, basically. Uh, I'm a huge nerd, so um, so I just play video games or whatever. Like I was never like super social. I had my close knit of friends, and that's about it. I w I was always wondering like, oh, what's it like to like you know get a bunch of comments on your things, like have a lot of followers, have people want to talk to you, and things like that. And uh, I tried. And I, and with every everyone who's starting out, obviously they would reply to like every single comment, and try to interact with all of their fans. But you know, at some point, it's going to be unmanageable. But I still try my best. But otherwise, there was there weren't really any major changes as far as uh, my my personality, mm -hmm. um, other than the fact that it's significantly harder to trust people. The same people who would. Um, say their fans would talk behind your back the same people who talk behind your back would go ahead and ask you for a promotion for their group or whatever it's really silly um but uh when it comes to like more personality changes and things like that uh, one thing i didn't expect was how fast it deteriorated my mental health which we will be getting into later on well, that was a very interesting answer. Obviously, I think that resonates with some people as well. Obviously, as you progress through this industry that we all are in, obviously your trust becomes less and less and less because you need to place your trust in the right people to figure your way to increase your popularity and continue like that and to make sure that everything's fair to you in a way. So obviously, that is reassuring to hear that you did have that knowledge to cut down the trust, focus on yourself, your digital channel, your financial income and trusting certain individuals and you actually did segue really nicely into the next question and the next question was did you notice any personality traits or any habits of yours change when you started to take youtube as a source of income and as you saw youtube gain a lot of popularity well when you 
when you want to be like incredibly successful in anything, obviously there are a lot of sacrifices that need to be made. Um, so, so I have to say like, I haven't been like interacting with like, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people, the way their, their friends work is like, first they have like their, their, uh, day ones where they basically, they're, they're, their best friends. And then they have their like more outside friends outside of that, that, uh, main circle. Uh, I haven't been really talking with them a lot just because I've been very busy. Um, and they think like I'm ghosting them or whatever, but I tell them like, no, it's just cause I'm actually that busy. There's just so much to do, but otherwise, uh, n not, no serious changes in my personality and my ethics. And, uh, one thing that, that I, okay. Going into this, I knew that, that I will get a lot of like big money offers mm -hmm. that have a chance of like, you know, making me make questionable decisions that are unethical uh, because I, I was uh, following the counter-strike global offensive skin gambling very closely uh, as far as like the stories for anyone who knows about that it's basically a bunch of streamers popular streamers with incredibly impressionable audience uh, they what they would do is advertise these gambling websites which are essentially scams like straight up scams and and then uh, they would basically make a huge killing off of it. They they would make an unbelievable amount of money, um, but that's at the expense of throwing their their uh, customer base, not customer base, their fan base under the bus. Uh, they're telling their fan base, "Oh, hey, look how much money I made from from gambling or whatever." And then and then after that, in reality, you you can't. You can't do that because the the websites are rigged. Uh, they're scammed. They're they're made to to pull you in to try to take your money. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I, I really didn't want to do. And um, I I set my mind on that. I I do not want like the money to to make me change like as a person and to make me change my moral ethics. Well, that is a very very good thing to hear. Obviously, with your fan base behind you with uh obviously like you touched upon a professional audience it's very nice to hear that you do have your more of an ethics that have came from before boarding into boarding and maintains that and actually strengthens through gaining all this popularity and touching on the period of time before you started your youtube channel be going into making a youtube channel obviously there's a lot of preparation you get graphics you create a setup you in your mind you create this space where you're like okay i'm going to create this channel i'm going to upload them these days what were some of the things you thought that you'd have to go through and make it a channel that were completely wrong? Well, I was working in digital marketing uh, okay. while I started my YouTube channel. Uh, and I also, like I said, I've been ed editing for almost a decade, for not almost over a decade. So I knew what was what I was getting into. I knew that I basically had to sacrifice my whole life in order to try and create uh, something. And and it didn't matter like uh how long it would take like if this with, with any project people give up way too fast if they don't see results instantly mm -hmm. and and basically the only thing that i didn't expect was uh was um how fast i i became successful because a lot of very successful youtubers they would say oh i took years and years and years and 
years in order to create this platform that I have. Um, so I, I knew getting into it, like I would, I, I would go through something similar, especially starting from zero. It's it's very difficult to gain a following when you're literally at zero. Um, so I, I expected it to be a huge grind. But being that I did have experience in digital marketing and I did have experience making videos in the past, I didn't really have to uh, go through that same gruesome grind that many other YouTubers would perhaps uh, experience. Because for for anybody who wants to create a YouTube channel, uh, oftentimes they would be like, oh, I'm going to make videos for fun. Uh, I'm going to be a YouTuber. Oh, it's, it's fun making videos, things like that, inter- interacting with fans. Um, and and it's not doing that isn't good enough in order for you to like you know blow up or gain a following unless you have an incredible personality and i think that's like one of the few ways to be successful as a youtuber is having like a a crazy personality that's very very enjoyable to watch which which i don't have admittedly I, i don't have a personality but what i do know how to do is how to um how to keep you watching my video uh, mm-hmm. uh most of it is from uh putting a lot of effort into my editing uh and being that being that a retention rate is one of the highest factors when, uh, in the youtube algorithm so having good content having well-produced videos that's very important uh so yeah i long story short i i i've been rambling for a bit but long story short uh, going into this, I I knew exactly what to expect. Um, in contrast to other YouTubers who who like had a lot of misconceptions, I I never really had any. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously that is one thing you don't hear a lot. Well, personally, obviously this is hosted on my YouTube channel. The whole idea came about for my YouTube channel without touching too much into my story. But I did obviously have a lot of preconceptions going into this. I thought that it may have been easier than it actually is, but to actually successfully create content that impacts the viewers and informs the viewers, you have to sacrifice a lot of time and a lot of mental strain just to create mm-hmm. these videos in a certain package. Because end of the day, you are literally sat in front of judges, which are your audience, and they're judging the video every single second, every single minute they are watching. If they get bored, they click off. So it's mm-hmm. that constant balance of creating the perfect content that informs the viewers, that entertains them, and keeps and clicked on which is a whole different topic i could talk about for hours obviously yeah. i have yet to master it but it is one of those interesting things that youtubers do talk about now with that being said when you did start up your youtube channel and you the popularity came in what were some of the positive things that came about that popularity like in your personal life your financial gain anything positive what was that um well the positive thing is like this is literally what i do for a living like this like what i do is a dream job for many people so that's something i i really try not to um take for granted that people would kill to be in my position uh to to do youtube for a living and as far as financial gain like i've made more money than ever before uh to give you an idea for anyone listening to this right now, you can look up uh, what the salary is for a entry-level digital marketer. I make more than three times that. 
So I made more than three times that than that of my original full-time job. Mm-hmm. And, and I've been able to um, really, it, 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 I've had some big changes in my life, for example. Um, uh, I can't get into any specifics, but basically uh, uh, I, I don't have to worry about money so much anymore. Uh, and I was also able to pay for my girlfriend's college tuition, which initially would have been a struggle. And I also, I've been able to help my family here and there. Whenever they need help, they can always reach out to me. And, you know, I would have no issues, you know, giving them money uh, well, whenever they need it. And that's that's basically it. The, the comfort of, of not having to rely on paycheck to paycheck. Uh, really really does it i know a lot of people would say oh money doesn't lead to happiness but that's kind of bullshit uh Mm -hmm. excuse my language uh because uh once you have money you can you can um find you can focus on a happiness you know uh someone who's living paycheck to paycheck uh they just have to work and sleep and that's about it and that's quite miserable and unfortunately that's the position of uh many people uh, and i thankfully i'm not in that position i i don't have to worry about that so yeah mm-hmm. that's about it well that was an interesting answer obviously some of the things you did touch upon during the answer was very noble noble things and uh from having that type of dream when i was a kid of being a big youtuber of being someone in outside the norm, outside the expected uh, career path for most people, one of my personal tra- personal goals was to become financially uh, out there and to help people around me, which is obviously what you're doing, which is an amazing thing. And I'm sure everyone in your personal life thanks you for that. So that is one of the answers I was expecting to hear. But once you said it, it actually kind of put into words how, uh, how well you've been doing and how that affects everyone in your personal life. But one phrase we like to use on this show is at the other side of the coin. And the other side of the coin is the negative thing. So going into this, going into YouTube, all the popularity that came, what were some of the negative impacts of that? Um, definitely my mental health. I was always someone who prided myself on having a really good grasp on my mental health. I, I, I'm able to take high pressure I'm able to take high pressure situations and like high stress situations and be able to go through them like with the breeze like like nothing because of because uh just the way my brain works I guess I'm good at planning I'm good at strategizing and I'm good at leading people as well now when it comes to being a public figure now I'm not going I'm not going to try to brag like, oh, I'm a public figure. I'm super famous or whatever. But take this as take this as just my personal experience. Um, when you become more successful, especially when you have a public image in the digital space, uh, there are three things that will come. Uh, number one, haters. Uh, number two, a lot of pressure from your fans, which can lead to overworking. And number three, that overworking can lead to burnout. So that trifecta of of uh, things can really take a mental strain on you. Uh, I was always one of those people who who asked myself, why do celebrities care about their haters so much? Like, like they 
they're the ones who are making a lot of money. They're the ones who are famous. Why why do they buckle under the pressure and under the the haters? Like like the haters are just people behind the computer, um, and who who probably do do nothing with their lives. And it's true to to a huge extent. It's true to a huge extent. Mm-hmm. However, you never really know. You never really, really know when you're put in that position yourself, um, because uh, w- when you're growing as a YouTuber or as a influencer, uh, first the first step is trying to get people to know you. So essentially, what I used to do was I used to go in Discord and just type in Botter Boy Nova, see who was talking about me, mm-hmm. and then after that. Uh, when I realized like, oh, people started talking about me or whatever, I was like, oh, that's cool. And then the more I did it, like over time, like as I got more and more successful, uh, people started hating on me. I'm like, what what the heck is this? And 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 the thing is, like I grew very fast. So so essentially it, it was so also new to me. Like like someone's talking crap and and like it's almost like you want to reply to every single one of them, but but uh but then that would mean you care and and i don't know that oftentimes that that can be a bad thing because that can sometimes be the the entire purpose of them doing it is just simply to get a reaction out of you mm-hmm. so it used to bother me a lot like all the haters and things like that um for anyone watching this it if you tell yourself obviously everybody says oh ignore your haters like you know just do your thing uh it's a lot easier said than done. You really have to be in a position uh, where you're hated by like a lot of people um, in order to really experience what th- what that can do to somebody. And uh, so I started looking into it, uh, and and it turns out that I'm not I'm really not the only one that <laughs> a lot of people uh, try to. Um, that that's what ends up driving some YouTubers to not look at their comments anymore, mm-hmm. and and I, I me as somebody who wants to reply to like every person's comment on my YouTube channel, uh, I have to look at <laughs> my comment section or else I won't be able to interact with fans as as much as I want to. So um, it's it's like a double-edged sword. It's like reading you end up reading things that you don't want to read all the time. Um, uh. Another thing is is pressure. So, so when you when you're starting out with a YouTube channel, if somebody says, "Oh, when's the next video?" right, uh, you take that as a as like a compliment. Oh yeah, that guy that guy likes watching my my videos, and and I still do. I still do take it as a compliment. But but if like everything you do on social media, a reply is like, "Oh, um, when's the next video?" Like I like let's say I just post some random thing like and then the next reply is oh when, when's the next video it's like oh my gosh yo like chill <laughs> chill out um uh if you see it over and over again that puts a lot of pressure on me and to to overwork and i do work like like non-stop like if i'm not trying to cop sneakers i'm working on my videos um and really messes with my sleep schedule like i don't have a normal sleep schedule by any stretch of the imagination um and all of those things combined can lead to burnout and burnout is like the worst thing ever um it wasn't something that i really experienced in the past my focus levels 
are like insane dude like i could like sit in front of a computer for like 15 hours at a time without you know like like it's nothing but mm -hmm. if you do that every single day as a matter of fact i can count the amount of days off that i had uh on a single hand this entire year that's how mm -hmm. much i've been working on like you know on my on my videos so um bur burnout is is such an awful feeling i i find it very very difficult to describe it's like you you don't want to do anything so you want to take a rest but then when you take a rest you end up doing like like just mindless things that are just not not productive and then you end up having this insane amount of guilt mm -hmm. uh I, I i can't describe it but uh but yeah that that's about it like the my mental health has deteriorated deteriorated a lot like uh because of the success um and basically everything however i i feel like i'm getting better at it it's not a it, it's a it's a battle but but I feel like I'm getting better at it, and I now understand why, why a lot of YouTubers and a lot of successful people like end up taking drugs or like committing suicide. Worst case scenario. Rest in peace, Etika. Um, Rest in peace. Yeah, and it just it just ends up getting to them. And some people might say, "Oh, like so maybe you're not built for this, you know, social media, YouTube life, or whatever." And maybe you're right but but to be honest everybody cares about what people say about you like for example um if you start a business because this is essentially what it is it's a business if you start a business of course you would care about negative feedback you would care about negative uh few things that people have to say negatively about you um not not to like a huge extent it wouldn't be to an extent where like uh, you would dwell on specifically on what things say like if you have haters here and there that's that's fine they can talk whatever i i don't, I don't care if people talk crap but but if you if, if it's something that you see every single time you go on social media mm -hmm. it's dude it put such a mental strain on you and it's like like i i don't want to i don't want to uh and what it's caused me to do is make me not want to like go on twitter anymore and unfortunately what what that does is is unfortunately the i can't uh interact with my fans as much as i want to because obviously there's going to be things there that i don't want to see and I would be better off just not looking at it. Uh, I sometimes have that same battle, uh, internal battle with myself, whether or not I want to look at YouTube comments. But but YouTube usually they're fine. Those guys are cool. Um, but for anything else, like oh, Instagram is cool too. But Twitter is like ultra AIDS, dude. Like it's really bad. Um, so that's that. Another thing is. Uh, Another negative, apart from my mental health, is uh, um, fear, like in person. Because there's a lot of crazy people out there, and there was this one time where I forgot, or I, I overlooked one of my addresses. Because when you're doing live cops, holy crap, the amount of things that I have to censor because you're checking out and you're showing the checkout process. I forgot to censor one tiny thing for like half a second. And people started like calling my phone. And I was afraid that there would be weirdos like showing up in front of my door. But 
that hasn't happened yet but at that time it was unbelievably scary like it was no longer like a case of uh oh if you're if they're talking smack or whatever but no people can literally show up at my doorstep and that would be that, that would be quite scary um but yeah that's um there there's there's a lot of there's a lot of negative things that that come with success but they're just things that that come with the territory of you know of being being an influencer of sorts so yeah yeah i understand what you mean i mean obviously i can't say from personal account but most of the time i've talked to a lot of successful people outside of the sneaks community people who are entrepreneurs who set up their own businesses and the most common analogy that they give me is that if you're at a park and you see a seesaw and you see how each side goes right to left and obviously there's positives and there's negatives 99 percent of the time the negatives will be a lot more heavier than the positives the positives yeah. are amazing but the negatives it comes with a lot and ultimately it comes down to shaping into a person where you can block out the negative and focus on the positive i feel like yeah. that is one of the most important things with people with popularity but obviously you said that you're progressively trying to do that so that's obviously a very very good thing well now, now that you say that um one of the reasons why uh so some people have e explained to me that one of the reasons why that is the way it is why the negatives seem like so much more than the, the positives is because is because that's just the way the human minds work if mm -hmm. if you see like a hundred comments all of them just praising you and one of them is a negative you, your mind will be attracted to that negative is because we're trying to we're, we're trying to fix ourselves it's it's a innate characteristic of human beings is to try to to fix themselves and and if there's a some like a discomfort the reason why that discomfort is there is is so that you can do better next time mm -hmm. and unfortunately when it comes to the internet uh the the mask of anonymity uh brings the worst out of people so they just say whatever they want uh without any disregard for your for your feelings uh simply because they're anonymous and uh, there aren't any repercussions for it and and a lot of people tend to forget like with in the entire digital age people forget that there's an actual human being behind the computer so for anyone watching this right now you never know what the other person behind the computer is going through so just try to you know be better to one another because like i said you you never know like what someone is going through um mm -hmm. because that's an actual human being like most of the time they wouldn't say that to their face like even if they would they would like to believe they would but when it really came down to it if it really comes down to it they they wouldn't really so yeah just try to be better to each other yeah 100% agreed obviously people can take a lot from this episode I've personally been listening a lot I know I haven't talked a huge amount this episode so please uh, excuse that but the stuff that obviously you're saying is very very strong points and that do take a lot to consume because obviously there's a lot of complex ideas with all, everything we're saying so obviously people at home go ahead and can consume this and possibly bring this into your own life and follow the tips you're saying because overall it will have a positive effect now moving on to some more positive effects in a more light tone you did mention how you were able to pay for your girlfriend's college uh, fees 
through your whole YouTube career and all the financials that you made. Speaking on that, some viewers are obviously seeing your girlfriend in the background helping you run with jobs and obviously you both getting success. And I'm just going to say personally that not a lot of people have that in the sneakers community. Not a lot of people embrace their personal life with actual live releases, bring it together and showcase it to everyone. So how is that like when you are both successful, sat in the same room, literally centimeters away from each other, and you're both? Oh, the, <laughs> yeah, the, it, it's surreal. It's like when we're both celebrating and and stuff like that. It's it's the best feeling to like uh, share your success with with someone. It doesn't even have to be your girlfriend. I remember the episode that I did. I believe episode nine with the uh, the judge and and Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, we were all like oh and glenn sorry sorry bro i forgot about you <laughs> um we were all we were all tr- doing a live cop for the easy inertias mm-hmm. and uh all of us hit like like a bunch of pairs and like it, it's just an amazing feeling being able to to share that success with with somebody else in the room mm-hmm. um uh especially since like when when you're doing live cops most of the time it's it's really like you're just in your room and then you know for this i'm saying for for most people you're 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 just in your room and you're just by yourself and you copped and you're happy and maybe you talk to your discord group but having people join you in the success or the failures uh it, it really does make a difference uh, that's why i whenever i do live cops most of the time i'm in uh i'm in a discord voice chat which i think more more cook groups should should do that uh out of all my cook groups that i'm in i think only two or three actively use their voice chat and number one i think is really fun to be on a voice call with other people during a live cop and number two is very important uh to get uh to get information uh with somebody saying something uh more so than reading it if somebody says oh this drops it's a lot faster to take that information than oh gotta look for the channel okay gotta gotta look for the monitor gotta look for the link you know mm-hmm. it, it could get a little hectic sometimes but having having a team with you having and having a team with you is is very nice and it's even better if that team with you is is if that team is with you in person um it's it's such an amazing feeling well obviously if one day i get to experience that i'll obviously be uh resonate with what you're saying i'm i'm pretty sure everyone watching this episode did watch episode nine and obviously i think people the viewers could see the amount of excitement that was on all your faces on all your voices when you actually were successful in the drop and that's obviously a really nice thing to see because mostly like you said it's all discord voice chats or just posting success on twitter and adding the bottom yeah. proxies so obviously it takes it to a complete whole new level of success and that is uh one thing that i I'm pretty sure everyone loves to see. Now, now that we've talked about your whole botting career, your whole YouTube career, I'm going to bring in a question that may be on the downside, but I'm going to ask you, how long do you realistically see yourself botting for? Um, I don't see bots going away anytime soon because there's just too much money in it. Um, I have a little bit of inside information uh, with some of the bots that I work with, how much money they make. Uh, mostly because of uh, uh, affiliate programs and obviously uh, based on how how much money I make, then they make like that same amount of money times 10 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so these guys just make 
an unbelievable amount of money. Like it's disgusting. It's it's gross. Like how much money these bot companies pull in, yeah. and uh, and I I would say I don't know if I might be crazy for saying this, um, but I think that some of these bot companies make more money than than some of the retailers. I'm not talking about Nike and Adidas. I'm talking about like the tier zero stores. These because the bot companies make so much freaking money, and and that that means that I'd imagine they would have uh, the budget to combat anti bot measures. Uh, Is like like when it comes to botting, obviously it's a game of cat and mouse. So, so I, I I just think the money is there in order for them to to combat anti-bot measures. But obviously, if some of these platforms make very very big changes, then it might throw a wrench in the gears of what's what's considered normal. Like for example, this year we've seen botting to be significantly more difficult than it was last year. Um, but uh, but definitely the money's there. People people have the budget in order to hire developers to get past whatever anti-bot measures uh, they they change up. So I I don't think it's gonna go away anytime soon. But if it does, it's not the end of the world, I guess. But you know, it's just hard to put that to to imagine it because there's just so much money when it comes to to making successful bots Mm -hmm. uh it's it's hard to imagine that uh developers who have millions like literally millions of dollars in in their budget can't find a way to counter some sort of anti-bot you know yeah well obviously that is an interesting answer i know some people out there someone would be like disagreeing with you and obviously, it comes down to the fundamental fact that the facts and the statistics are right in front of everyone. If you look at Twitter impressions, if you look at order numbers, for example, if a bot restocks, you compare the earliest order number you can find with the latest cop number you can find. If you literally mm-hmm. take them away and find how much uh, numbers difference there is and times it by the retail, you can obviously see a stupid amount of money. I personally do that quite a lot when I see a lot of success posts with bots that actually go through Shopify and show order numbers. I do yeah. that just to try to figure out a rough number, how many they restocked. And like yeah. you said, there is hundreds of thousands touching upon millions of dollars, pounds made in this industry. People need to click onto that. That's why. Let me let me get, correct you right there. It's not touching upon millions, bro. It's like is millions like it's it's crazy how how some and i I believe some of these developers are under 20 as well so it's crazy to think that you're basically you can basically retire today and 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 it's amazing how how some of these people just don't retire they could literally just stop doing what they're doing and just chill out their entire lives but they don't do that which i which i uh, commend them for yeah Um, but yeah i mean being under the age of 20 years old You've literally been on this planet for 18, 19 years and you've made millions of millions of pounds. Like, think, like, letting that sink in, breaking away from the narrative of the interview just for a second. Having that much money. Yeah. I can't even, I can't even picture that in my head. Like, I can't even imagine it. Like, to be honest, if I was in that situation, yeah, I'm, I'm chilling. I'm not, I'm not doing anything after that. Like, 
honestly, if I was in that situation, but inside everything, I would literally just do what I want. There, there'd be yeah. actually no like, purpose of anything. If you think about yeah. it. Like, if you're already that financially set for the rest of your life, for your kids, for your family, at that point, what do you actually even do? Like, what is there to <laughs> work towards? Like, you've got all the money. But obviously, there's a lot of people in this community that do have quite a lot of fan- financial income. And we do see this quite a lot in bots when they do bring out brand new big updates with loads of money invested in. That is one thing that the users definitely need to see and commend the developers and owners for because owning a bot, I've personally never done it. I've looked into doing it a couple of months ago. Obviously, I didn't have the capital for it. But seeing how successful these bots can be and how much money can be made, one thing to keep bear in mind, if you are a user of a bot and you do see that they're investing loads of money in the bot, just putting a message out there saying that you appreciate their work or you appreciate the support they're doing for the bot goes a long way in my opinion i feel like sending those positive messages definitely does reinforce them to keep pushing on the bot and to be honest i know we're going a bit off track here this kind of leads into why some bots just disappear you you have common examples of developers and owners simply taking the source code taking all the money out of all the accounts taking all the assets and just leaving just because there's so much negative connotations around their user base so i feel like if users can push that positive narrative then I feel like it'll just motivate all developers to keep going. Now, guys, for the first ever time on the Bot Talk, we are going to be segregating the videos now. You guys might be thinking, what is going on? If you guys are on Spotify and YouTube right now, simply all you guys want to do is go to the link on screen or down below in the description, thebottalks.com. When you go to that website, look for this episode and look for the extras and bonuses clip. This clip is what you should be listening to right now. And essentially in this clip, we were going through all the Twitter questions. So if your question didn't get picked, it will be on the screen. And also one golden, golden question that I will be asking about by Nova here very shortly, which will help you guys. So I will catch you on the website.